November 5th, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 17. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem, and also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against many kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had won in the battle and gave it to Melchizedek. His name means King of Justice. He is also King of Peace, because Salem means peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized how great Melchizedek was by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the priests, who are descendants of Levi, are commanded in the law of Moses to collect a tithe from all the people, even though they are their own relatives. But Melchizedek, who was not even related to Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham, and Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to bless is always greater than the person who is blessed. In the case of Jewish priests, tithes are paid to men who will die. But Melchizedek is greater than they are, because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that Levi's descendants, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek through their ancestor Abraham. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's loins when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. And finally, if the priesthood of Levi could have achieved God's purposes, and it was that priesthood on which the law was based, why did God need to send a different priest from the line of Melchizedek instead of from the line of Levi and Aaron? Then when the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. For the one we are talking about belongs to a different tribe, whose members do not serve at the altar. What I mean is, our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, and Moses never mentioned Judah in connection with the priesthood. The change in God's law is even more evident from the fact that a different priest, who is like Melchizedek, has now come. He became a priest, not by meeting the old requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist pointed this out when he said of Christ, You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. Sometimes I find it difficult to put all my trust in God. Do any of you ever feel that way? I, I want to trust in God, but sometimes I find it a little bit more difficult to trust in Him. You might be able to relate. You might feel like, I love God and I believe in God, but I still feel so uneasy about the future. When you look around, there's a lot to feel uneasy about, isn't there? There's the tension all over our country. I don't know about you, but I want to trust God. But sometimes I just want to say, God, it's difficult to trust in a God I can't see. There's a lot that I can see, right? I can see whenever my bank account goes down. 
I can see all the tension every time I read or watch anything in the news. God, I wanna trust in you, but it's hard when I don't really see you. Or some of you might say, how can I trust in God when I did trust in God, but he didn't do what I asked him to do? I prayed, I had faith, I believed and I trusted him, and he could have, but he didn't. I really want to trust in God, but sometimes it's just not easy to do. We all go through things in life that don't make sense. A friend walked out of a relationship, the company's downsizing, they don't need us anymore. Business went down, dreams are put on hold. Sometimes it feels like we're going backwards. It's easy to live frustrated and think, God, why is this happening? But we're not going to understand everything that happens. God's ways are not our ways. He can see things that we can't see. And just because it's not fair doesn't mean that God is not in control. Your steps are being ordered by the Lord. If he allowed it to happen, he's going to bring good out of it. He promises all things work together for your good. On its own, it may not be good. It wasn't fair, you're uncomfortable, but when it all comes together, you're going to see how it works to your advantage. The difficulty, the delay, the betrayal was all instrumental in you reaching your destiny. You can choose to trust God right now, or you can choose uh, to trust in the systems of the world. And you, you gotta be very careful here because if you make a choice to trust the systems of the world, those systems may fail. But when you choose to trust God, He never fails. Lord, help me to obey even when I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense to me, but because you're asking me to do it and because of who you are, God, I'm choosing to put my trust in you. And this action leads us to the conclusion that you don't have to understand completely to obey immediately. You don't have to know the end of the story to turn the first page of a story and be obedient to the one who asked you. The question that never goes away, why? And you can ask it all you want to, but it's the question that rarely gets an answer. Even Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible doesn't say that God said anything back to him. So the next thing Jesus said was, into your hands I commit my spirit. I love that. Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. The word acknowledge comes from the Hebrew word yada, which means to know. In all your ways know him and he'll make your path straight. In all your ways you know him. You know him on the mountaintops and you know him in the valleys. When you know him in the good times, you learn to trust him in the bad times. How do you know God? How do you know him? How do you know him intimately? How do you know him, trust him, walk in him? The only way that you can know him is to be close to him. And the way to be close to him is to cling to him. Not just to get, be close in proximity, but to hold on to and to not let go. Here's the key, in order to hold on to God, you have to let go of whatever else you were previously clinging to. 
in order to trust in Him, you lean not on your own understanding. Can I say for a moment, that's just hard? 